All right, appreciate you let us come through your speakers again for 288 feet. This is episode number seven of that installment. A couple of quick announcements first. Shout out to our sponsors, Anchor. If you've ever been interested in starting a podcast, you should check out Anchor and Doublehead Realty and Property Management. If you have vacation needs or real estate needs, whether they be commercial or residential, go look up Melissa and her team at Doublehead Realty and Property Management. So moving on into the show here, a couple of announcements about 94 by 51st, a few things we got going in the pipeline. Number one, the press conference number eight dropped last night. This is being recorded on Friday, Friday, fun day, all day. But the press conference number eight dropped. We debated the best NFL team of all time. was a just an electric conversation, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of kind of callbacks to, to previous episodes. Right now, as it stands, I'm looking at it on my phone. For the first time, maybe in the history of the press conference Twitter polls, I am leading a Twitter poll. Uh, I took the 1972 Dolphins, the only undefeated team in the history of the NFL. And uh, I've got a couple of vote lead on Troy, who took the 2007 Patriots, who infamously went undefeated and then lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl on the helmet catch and some different flute plays. Pip went with the 1985 Bears. Blake took the 1995 Cowboys. So uh, both of those guys are kind of falling behind a little bit. It looks like it's a two-horse race between me and Troy at the moment, but we will keep monitoring that as it goes. I'm excited to just finally be in the mix. I think I'm the only person outside of Tanner who drops in from time to time who has not won one of these polls yet, so maybe it is my time. Go on, find us on Twitter at 94by50 and help out. Speaking of the press conference and kind of updates and announcements, One thing that we're going to start doing in a couple of episodes is mixing up the press conference a little and doing some different type episodes where it's not always five people. It's not always everybody picks one. We're going to do two. At this point, we'll be three different setups of the press conference. One will be a would you rather type show where maybe it's just two or three of us. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And then the other one will be a, a show where less of us, whether it be two, whether it be three, pick a either a starting five where we pick five of one topic. So for instance, a a topic may be best fast food restaurant, and it might be myself and Troy, and we debate the top five fast food restaurants. Or we may have three of us on, and each of the three of us get three. Uh, Inspired a little bit by, uh, three choices, I should say. Inspired a little bit by, if you look, we, we mentioned Pardon My Take a lot, but they do a Mount Rushmore where everyone picks four of a certain thing. So we'll either have a three on three, or we will have a starting five, uh, when we don't have the full the full uh, press conference episode in its entirety. So I think those will be fun. Also in the works and in the development is a conspiracy theory show uh, in the in the platform of 94 by 50. You know, we talk about all the time, like we're not just basketball related. We're not sports related. Like we want to cover every topic. And one thing that's kind of came around uh, through a couple of different conversations with a couple of different people is having a, you know, maybe a once a month show where one – two, three of us, uh, different people come on and talk about different conspiracy theories. I know people love talking conspiracies and we've got a running list, I think, of some great ones that will, will make for some insightful conversations. So that's in the pipeline. Be on the lookout for that in the coming weeks. And we are really excited about all of that. But to get into what I want to get to in this 288 feet, mainly inspired by my dream guest, Mike Leach, uh, we're going to talk uh, is he had a video that went viral this past week talking about mascots and their and their conference there, and 
it kind of blew up because he mentioned sun devils and mythical powers and all this kind of stuff. And it was just, it was really funny. Mike Leach is just a, a, an icon to me. I've read his book. It's fantastic. Swing your sword. If you haven't read it, go check it out. And just listening to some of his bits and things he says in, in press conferences and uh, interviews and things of that nature is just hysterical. And so he went into this whole thing of, you know, what, mascot would have a chance to win so it just kind of sparked for me hey we're in sec country most of our the listenership is somewhere located in the southeast for now although we have been heard in six countries i think at this point and over 20 states which is really really cool but the, the vast majority are in the southeast here and have some kind of tie to one of the schools so i printed out a bracket uh, to have the best mascot win uh, take each school's mascot. And the way I rank the bracket, it's, two, it's a 14-team bracket, two 17-team sides for each conference, the West and the East of the SEC, and then seeded them based on their standings in the college football polls right now, used, you know, SEC rankings. And then if it wasn't that, it was, you know, their national ranking or record or what have you. So let's jump right into that because it will take a little bit of time. So I apologize. This will be a longer installment of 288 feet. We usually keep it pretty short, but I think it'll be fun conversation. Uh, maybe spark some debate. We'll probably get some kickback on it. We'll hurt some feelings, but that's okay. Uh, we, we really, really embrace the conversation and look forward to, uh, to hearing what you think about how I pick these. So we'll start and we'll just kind of go uh, side by side so we don't stay in the East or stay in the West. We'll just you know kind of go down the line. So first off in the West, we had LSU in the first round. Obviously, Alabama got the bye in the West. Georgia got the bye in the East. But going down the line in the West, LSU versus Arkansas, a Tiger versus a Razorback. I think this is a no-brainer. The Tiger just just rips that hog apart. Uh, you know, the, the, the Huss, the horns coming off the Razorback, I get can be intimidated. But that Tiger is just going to be way too much. And I imagine Ed Orgeron would be somewhere near around. Uh, I would use him as the mascot as well. I think Ed Orgeron could take on a Razorback by himself. So LSU moves on. They will square off with Alabama in the next round, but we'll worry about that. So we'll go to the first game in the East, Kentucky versus South Carolina. We got a Wildcat versus a Gamecock. And, you know, I kind of waffled on this. I went back and forth, and I'm kind of writing these as I go, and so it's a little off the cuff. Um, you know, I, I thought about this one a while. You know, you got the Gamecock, the Talons, and the Spurs, and the whole thing on this this chicken. But at the end of the day, just like with the the Razorback, if that Wildcat gets, in, gets a hold of – a chicken, it's just game over. So I'm going to, to Troy Saxton and to Russ Abner's uh, uh, approval, I'm sure, both involved in 94 by 50. Troy's on the press conference, and then Russ is uh, the Da Vinci. He created our logo. So much to their approval, I'm going to have UK moving on to match up with Georgia in the next round. So back to the West. You know, one thing that, that I noticed was very relevant in the SEC, a lot of Tigers. So it be interesting to see as, as Tigers square off how we get into that. But we got Auburn versus Mississippi State. Uh, again, just another no-brainer. I think Auburn, that Tiger just whips up on a Bulldog. The Bulldog stands no chance. Uh, it'll just be a, a bad day to be a Bulldog, good day to be a Tiger. So Auburn moves on without a miracle from Gus Malzahn. They win this one outright. Moving to the East, Missouri Tigers versus the Tennessee Volunteers. And, you know, this is one of those pretentious ones to a degree, a little debatable, like who I wanted to use for Tennessee. You know, they're the Volunteers, but their mascot itself is Smokey, that old, that old hound dog. But here's the deal. I'm going to I'm gonna go, and we'll get into this a little bit later. I'm going to give, because one, I think Tennessee just needs some love. I think that they need, they need somebody on their side. I'm going to give Davy Crockett and the dog the edge. I think uh, I'm going to put them together. I'm going to combine. That's their mascots. That's their team. Davy Crockett, the volunteer, 
unleashes the hound dog on the tiger. It can distract it. Crockett can pull out his rifle, shoot the tiger, game over. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give UT the pass. I, f- I feel the people, the fans of the UT Knoxville volunteers need a little love. They need a win in their life. I'll give them this one. UT, the volunteer, and the hound dog combination beat the Missouri Tiger. They move on to the next round. Going back to the West, Ole Miss, the Rebel Black Bear Land Sharks taking on the Texas A&M Aggies. Here's the deal. I don't care which mascot you use for Ole Miss. You can use the Bear. You can use the Rebel. You can use the Land Shark. They all beat that little Aggie Border Collie, whatever it is, of Texas A&M. That's just a bad mascot, a bad dog. It's a beautiful dog. It's a great dog, but it has no chance of winning any kind of fight. If this was a, a beauty contest or or something like that, yeah, maybe I'll give them a chance. But this is a fight. This is a war. This is to the death. And with, like I said, whether it's the black bear, whether it's the colonel, whether it's uh, the rebel, whether it's the land shark, I don't care. All of them beat that Aggie. So Ole Miss moves on to square off with Auburn in the next round. And lastly, wrapping out the first round in the east, we got the Florida Gators versus the Vanderbilt Commodores. And you know, sneaky one here, a Commodore, as I got to thinking, to be honest with you, I didn't really like actually know exactly what a Commodore was. So I went to the, to the Google sphere, to the, the interweb as they call it. And I just started, you can hear me clicking now to go find it. I just, you know, started looking up what is a Commodore and a Commodore, uh, it was a rank in the Navy or is a rank in the Navy and it's superior to a captain, uh, but it's not quite the Admiral, but the Commodore, they were, usually ran more than one ship at a time, which means they had a team with them, which makes them dangerous. And I think that, you know, the Gators in the water, and I know it has the element of surprise, but you give me a man with a Navy and with a bunch of ships behind him with cannons and guns and all that, the Gator doesn't stand a chance. Vandy moves on uh, due to what they have at their, the the Commodore has at his expense. Uh, Moving back to the West, we are round two. This is a square down. It's always a great game in the fall as the Alabama Crimson Tide, the elephant, take on the LSU Tigers. Uh, pick with my head and my heart a little bit here. That elephant's huge. It would just stomp on the Tiger. The Tiger may put up a good fight for a little bit, but the elephant is just large. It has its trunk. It has you know, the tusk. It has the whole thing. We're assuming this is a full-grown elephant, maybe not a baby elephant, but a full-grown elephant walks in the room and just smashes LSU. I wish Alabama had a live mascot. How electric would that be to go to Tuscaloosa and just have an elephant on campus? I think that would be... Uh, incredible. Greg Byrne, if you're listening, let's make that happen. We need an elephant in Tuscaloosa, if even just for a one-time appearance. So uh, Alabama will move on into the Western Conference finals. And to the Eastern semifinals, Georgia, the Bulldogs versus the UK Wildcats. Again, Bulldog doesn't stand a chance. Just a, a bad day to be a dog. I don't think a Bulldog would even would even hold a, a, up a slide of a fight to a Wildcat. It would be just a quick fight, it'd be over. Kentucky moves on. So, again, Abner and Saxton, loyal supporters and members of 94 by 50 team, they are now being represented in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Kentucky Wildcat just tearing through everything. Uh, and then back to the West, we got the Auburn Tigers versus the Old Miss, Black Bears, Land Sharks, Rebels, whatever they are now. Uh, the Tigers got to take them all on. And here's the deal. I don't care. I'm going Ole Miss. I'm taking the Rebel with the rifle, or I'm taking a land shark. I don't even know what a land shark is, but if it is a shark that can pursue land and can walk around and doesn't need water, and it can go attack and use its razor-sharp teeth. I don't know if you've seen that mascot in person. It walks around. I got a chance to go to an Ole Miss game, Ole Miss versus Alabama last year with a friend, David Peden, and 
uh, we sat really close to the field and that land shark walked by and it's, it's a thing of nightmares. Uh, I can't tell if it's, I, I don't know, it's, it's terrifying. So I'm going to just say if that was in real life form and if it had the capabilities of a shark, but it could also move the tiger stands, no chance. So I'm going to give, I'd also give, here's the, I'd give the black bear the edge against the tiger. I think the bear big and strong and fast, uh, you know, bear over tiger any day of the week. Also a little homage to my hometown, the Lexington bears, uh, beating up on a Lauderdale County Tiger, uh, which that game's actually happening tonight. Huge rivalry game, pulling for my Bears to come through. So if you're listening to this prior or after, I hope one, good luck, or two, congratulations, Lexington, if you found a way to beat Lauderdale County. But so that puts Alabama and Ole Miss in the Western Conference Finals. you got an elephant versus a rebel, a black bear, or a land shark, or a combination of the three, I guess, if we use uh, the Tennessee method. And then the last Eastern Conference semifinal game, you got the University of Tennessee Volunteers taking on the Vanderbilt Commodore, the Battle of Tennessee. Um, you know, this is this may be the hardest one to pick. I, I think, you know, you go a couple ways. Like, I think Vandy, the Commodore, having the ability to be on the water makes it really hard for Davy Crockett, the Volunteer, and his dog to attack. Uh, I think if it was just a straight-up battle that the, the Volunteer would find a way to make it work, but the, the Commodore has all this at his, at his expense, at his, uh, his, his ability to use his Navy. You know, I think the whole thing comes down to where is the battle taking place. I would, If I was the volunteer, I would try to find a landlocked uh, a place somewhere very central and as far away from water as possible. But we're going to assume that this one happens and uh, there's water nearby. The Navy comes there, the backup, the, the Commodore. All he has to do is give the order. He points his sword. The cannons fire. And there it goes. Vandy moves on. So our our conference championships are now set. On the West, you got Alabama versus Ole Miss, the, the Elephant versus a Rebel Landshark Black Bear. And then on the East, you got a Wildcat versus the Commodores. And, you know, we'll start with the West, I guess, being as I am an Alabama fan. I'll start with them first. And I don't want to do this. I really don't. I want to take the tide. I thought that that would be, you know, one that the elephant could get through. But again, just like with Auburn, with the Tiger, I, all the things that Ole Miss have going for him, I got to give him the edge. If that Rebel had a really high-powered rifle or some type of gun or a tranquilizer, I think it could put the elephant down. I think if it was a shark, the shark's teeth could tear through the skin of the elephant. Getting close to it might be an issue, but I imagine the land shark would be really fast. Um, so I'm going to give Ole Miss the edge and. You know, if it was a black bear, maybe not stand as good chances, but Ole Miss, genius on their part to give themselves multiple mascots, multiple chances to win. They could win any in any capacity. And then we move on to the East. So congrats to Ole Miss for making it to the championship here. We move on to the East, and we got a Wildcat versus the Commodore. Um, again, I just – I side with Vandy on this. I think about, you know, I think about this man directing an entire Navy uh, towards this wildcat and the wildcat has no way if he tries to swim out to the ship if he tries to swim out and fight the the commodore on his boat he's not even going to make it close as as the weapons that the ship have and that the commodore has at his has at his uh side just the wildcat stands no chance it, it either drowns trying to get to the ship or the navy wipes him out so vandy moves on and, and something that no one would probably guess, we have an SEC championship now in this bracket of Ole Miss versus Vandy. Incredible stuff. Uh, now we now it gets really, really, really in-depth because you've got this way that Ole Miss could come from multiple attacks. They could be the Rebel, and they could maybe get an army together to, to battle the Navy. And 
would have, you know, different firearms of different things of that nature. If they were the rebels, if they were the land sharks, they'd have the element of surprise. They could swim under the water. The Navy may never see them coming and then, you know, climb onto the boat and attack. And I'd imagine that land shark could do some damage. It would really imagine how large that Navy is. But I think the shark could find its way through the ship, find the Commodore and just tear him to pieces. I mean, it has hands and arms, you know, expendable thumbs and things of that nature. So, you know, the, the land shark is just a terrifying thing, even though it's not a real uh, entity it at the end of the day, that's what they are. And uh, you know, if it was a black bear, the rebel, the rebel V Commodore matchup would be interesting, especially if that rebel decided to pull an army together, it, it could just get, it, it could turn into a great battle of land versus sea. And then, you know, where does the battle go? Does the army decide to, to head out into the waters or do they you know, require that Navy to come on the land to battle it out? But I'm going to go with the land shark as being just a, a, a incredible foe. So shout out to my man, Dave Peden, uh, Ole Miss alum, Eli Manning, shout out to you. Sorry you got benched. Uh, Troy mentioned in this last press conference that you are a Hall of Fame quarterback. So if you're listening, I think Troy may have even said first ballot. I don't know. Uh, you may agree or disagree with that, but that was the kind of conversation we got into on the press conference. And this is what we did here on 288 feet. So again, I know you're probably going to disagree with some. You may agree with some. Would love to hear some feedback. But the way it stands, I think the Ole Miss, the combination of the Rebel, the Black Bear, the Land Shark, the whole deal finds a way to get it done. They win the SEC mascot bracket challenge presented by 94 by 50 in homage to Mike Leach and his rant on mascots this past week. If any of you know how to get in touch with Mike Leach, like I said, it would be a, a dream to have him on the show. But with that being said, we're going to wrap this thing up. This went way longer than most 288 feet. Appreciate you letting us come through your speakers again. As always, stay tuned and remember today doesn't suck. Yeah.